As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. If you're new here, this is a podcast geared towards women who want to feel healthy, look good, and stay organized. We tend to lean a little bit crunchy, but want to stay modern and pulled together at the same time. We talk a lot about planning, beauty, wellness, hobbies, and everything in between. We're real women doing our best to live well anyway in the midst of life's chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And ladies, now that I've finally just about gotten recovered from this bout of sickness I had that really took me out last week, we are getting back on track with all of the different content that I am planning to have come out on the Live Well Anyway platform. I'm so excited as we are really gearing up for some fun new things the end of this year and heading into 2023. I am deep in the planning trenches as we kind of get to talk about in this episode, which is really fun. And I'm getting to just really think about how I want things to be going with the platform moving forward. And we are going to have a big push on YouTube in the new year and at the end of this year. I've already got a couple of videos out. I've got some shorts over there that I would love for you to watch. So if you want to be on the cutting edge of everything that is happening with Live Well Anyway, you are definitely going to want to become a subscriber on YouTube. And thank you so much also if you subscribe because I am so close to 1,000 subscribers, which if you know anything about YouTube, it's a pretty big deal when you hit that 1,000 subscriber mark. So I would so appreciate it if you head over to youtube.com slash Mackenzie Coppa. We will also have the links in today's show notes. And just head over there, hit subscribe, hit the notification bell so you see when I've got something new coming out. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have so many fun things planned and I am so excited to finally get rolling with this platform that I've wanted to be active on for a really long time. Another great place to get involved in the community of Live Well Anyway is to join our Facebook group. As you're going to be hearing throughout this episode, we are actually doing a lot over there this year in regards to planning. We are actually doing our power sheets together over there right now, which is pretty fun. So if you are doing power sheets and you want to walk through that process in community, have them broken up a little bit more so they don't feel quite as overwhelming, have that accountability and everything, then come over and join us on Facebook. You can find our group at facebook.com slash groups slash live well anyway. There's just a couple of questions to get you in there. It's a totally free group, but that's where we're doing all of our planning. And not only are we doing power sheets, but we are actually also going to be working on planning for new year, regardless if you got power sheets or not. I am going to have a free Trello template that I am offering to all of those ladies to be walking through their New Year's planning journeys. It's a great companion to today's episode. If you really like everything that I talk about today, about how to be going about thinking about your New Year's plans, then you're definitely going to want to head over there, get access to that Trello board, and get into community with all of us. So again, you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash live well anyway. But for right now, in this episode, it's going to be just little old me talking about planning for 2023. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. You guys know I love 
all things planning, but especially New Year. New Year's is my favorite holiday because I get to do so much fun planning for it. I get to think about goals and I get to think about all of the things that I want the year to be as it holds so much potential. And it just feels like this really fun and exciting time of getting to sort of reimagine your life or think about who you want to be or what you want to accomplish. There's just something about New Year's. You can start your goals any time of the year, and we're actually going to talk about that a little bit in a second, but there's something fresh and fun about starting a brand new year. It's a great time to just be able to kind of like turn over a new leaf, turn a new page, just get it all going in a way that feels fresh. And so I really love New Year and we're going to dive into some of the different ways that I think we can think about planning that are going to help us maybe get out of a rut, maybe start to think about things a little bit differently. I talked a little bit about this in one of my most recent YouTube videos where I talk about planning for the new year early planning for the new year. Again, you can find at youtube.com slash Mackenzie Coppa. I got to get that plug in there. But I also want to mention, before we ever get to the actual planning for 2023, I want us to pause for a second, retrace our steps back to where we're at right now, and think about what we can be doing right now that's going to set ourselves up well for actually hitting the ground running with that fresh new page, with that new leaf that we're turning over in 2023. Because a lot of us aren't really thinking about how we're going to go about our goals right now. We're like, no, no, no. I'm waiting for that fresh page. You just talked about that, Mackenzie. I'm turning over the new leaf in 2023. I'm not there yet. I'm in the middle of the holidays. I don't want to have to deal with it or think about it. But I want to push back on that a little bit and say that there probably are things that we could be doing right now to set the groundwork for more success in 2023. Things beyond just the planning for that year, but rather things that we can maybe wrap up or take care of right now that are going to help us be able to take on those new goals without as much baggage coming out of this year. So before you get into all of your nitty-gritty planning for the next year, I want to challenge you to make a before the end of the year list. Have you done this yet? I just got mine done today. I really sat down with my Trello board and I thought through what things are going to help me a lot if I just go ahead and get them done before 2023 starts. Some of these things I've been procrastinating on for a while. I've been making all of the excuses for why I haven't gotten them done yet, or I just have kind of been ignoring them. But I know that if I get them done, then I will have them off my plate. It's one less thing that I have to worry about. I'm just going to knock out some of these things so that I can feel lighter heading into the next year, which I really need. That's such a big part of us having a fresh new year is not having to bring so much with us into the new year from the last year. So what are those things for you? For me, it was a lot of like, I really want to deep clean my house before we get to January 1st. I've been doing it in spurts and doing some things here and there, but I haven't just done like that head to toe overhaul of my house so that we get all the garbage out, all the superfluous whatever. I really want to have a clean, fresh start in our house because one of the goals that I'm thinking I'm going to incorporate in 2023 is staying a little bit better on top of my house. Things have kind of gotten out of control. It's been a very creative feeling year. That's what my mom likes to say about me. I'm just creative at heart. So my house is a creative space of disorganization sometimes. <laughs> not even so much the disorganization is just like the dishes keep piling up and I have not kept on top of the laundry the way that I would like to. You know, stuff that all of us face here or there. But I would just like a fresh start so that I can actually stay on top of things a little bit better in the next year. So I went through and I made my list. I did every single nitty gritty little goal that could possibly be on that list that I want to try to check off between now and the end of the year. Now, when I made the checklist in Trello, I did go back to the main card and it told me there were 72 things on that list. 
which may be a little extreme. Or maybe I'm going to need to, you know, enlist the help of my children in getting some of those things done. And I did put down every single little teeny tiny thing so that I can feel success even when I just, you know, like put that dish away or, you know, whatever. So... (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and tell you whatever it's going to take for you to feel successful, even if you have to put 72 things down about what needs to be done in your house, then do it. I also put things in my business that I would like to see get done before the end of the year. One is kind of like business slash personal. I want to clear out my email before the end of the year. It is so full and so extreme, and I just I want those numbers to be smaller before I'm heading into 2023. All those emails that I've been ignoring or putting on the back burner or just letting that flood of Black Friday emails that came in inundate my mailbox, I wanna clear them out. I wanna get all of that taken care of so that that is one less overwhelming thing that I have going into next year. I also want to file the rest of the mail from this year that I haven't really maybe been paying attention to and has been piling up on the desk in our kitchen. I also have a business goal of wanting to hit that 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. I'm just going to put it out there. You could help me out with that one. But I know that showing up and producing content over there and making sure that I'm telling people when I'm putting out new things, those are going to be steps that I can take to actually help hit that goal that I know if I head into next year with that 1,000 subscribers already taken care of, I'm already going to feel like I'm having successes before 2023 even starts. And I don't know about you, but anything that I can like just roll on that success into the next year, that's a huge win for me. So I want to challenge you to go ahead and sit down, make that list of what you want to get done before the end of this year? What habits can you be establishing now so that they come easier in the new year? Even just starting to do them a little bit, like warming up the engine. If you're thinking, oh, I want to make sure I'm moving my body every day in 2023. Well, maybe you can do it a couple of times a week right now or just start, you know, start getting that happening. Maybe it's connecting with friends or doing your skincare every day. What kind of groundwork can you be laying to get off to a good start on January 1st. Get in there, make that list, hash it out. I don't care if it's in the notes app on your phone or in Trello or on a post-it note. Just start writing down some things that you can do now to help yourself then. Okay, we are going to take a quick little break for an ad from Docatot, but after that, I want to come back and chat with you about how we can even start thinking about what sorts of goals we want to have in 2023 and getting ourselves inspired and dreaming a little bit. So we'll be back with that right after this ad. Today's episode is brought to you by Docatot. Calling all mamas. If you are expecting, have a newborn, or looking for a baby shower or holiday gift, we have got you covered. Docatot is the lifestyle brand made for the modern parent and creates functional solutions for feeding, playing, resting, sleeping, lounging, and beyond. From their adorable sleeping essentials to the whimsical play tents and nursing pillows that double as home decor, the Docatot brand grows with families through every stage and phase. Your baby deserves the best of the best, and you do too, mama, and my listeners will get the best deal they offer. You get 15% off with the code LIVEWELL at Docatot.com. And really, it's the perfect time to be buying products from Docatot. The holidays are here, and what better gift than something that supports mom and helps a baby? I know I sure wish that Docatot was around when my kids were little, because I certainly would have used these products. They just look so cozy and helpful, and I think that that offers mamas so much of what they're needing during those early years of parenthood. You want to feel like your kiddos are safe and taken care of, but that you can also get a little bit of breathing room and not have to worry so much about them every minute of the day. Docatot is known for their best-selling sleep essentials from swaddles to sleep bags to baby rompers. They are uniquely designed with buttery soft fabrics and elegant finishes to support and enhance the best time, rest time, 
Because we all know that when baby rests well, then so can mama. So they make these amazing sleep bags that are super safe and secure as a wearable blanket. They also have really cute rompers for your toddlers. They all come with a side zipper and snap-on, snap-off shoulders, which make diaper changes really easy. Docatot is a leader in craftsmanship with aesthetically pleasing products, and they offer these high-end, sought-after products at an affordable price. You will be that mom that everyone looks to for baby recommendations because your doc is so dang cute. They also have a really great nursing and feeding wedge. It is called Llama Man Wedged, and it's designed to decrease neck and back strain that often goes along with nursing and bottle feeding sessions. My goodness, I fed four babies. I know that my back took a toll. But not only does the Llama Man Wedge do that, it also is a beautiful piece of decor that you can keep out on your couch even when company stops by. So babies, mamas, and gift givers, this is the best brand you can buy for that that precious child and mom you love most. Get 15% off at Docatot.com with the code LIVEWELL. That's 15% off with the code LIVEWELL at Docatot.com. Parenting is hard, but Docatot makes it easier. Okay, ladies, now we get to start talking about actually figuring out what goals we want to take on in 2023. I know it's early in December, but I think it's a good time to start sort of ruminating over ideas, looking for inspiration, trying to figure out what we actually want our next year to look like, and then honing in on what those actual goals are. But I think a lot of it starts with that inspiration, with dreaming a little bit. Now, Hang with me here. This can feel maybe a little like woo-woo or like Enneagram 4 of me to be talking about this. But I think that if we can start thinking about the way we want our year to feel, we can get some fresh inspiration for the kinds of goals that we want to take on. Because everybody knows the standard goals of people who want to lose weight or get in better shape or keep their houses cleaner, as I already mentioned, I want to do. And those are fine goals to have. You can definitely have those goals. But I think when we think about them from the perspective of how do we want our year to feel, then those goals can have a little bit more power in our lives because they have a bigger why. You're not just wanting to get in shape because you want to lose weight. You're wanting to get in shape because you want to feel healthier and you want to be a healthier person. You can want to keep your house clean because you want to be a more organized person who stays more on top of what they're doing in their lives and you're able to then have that extend out into all the other areas of your life of being an organized person. When you think of the ways that you want to feel about your life and the sort of way you want your life to look, it helps you to actually get much more specific about how to go about those goals and why you want to do them in your life. It's about kind of creating an identity for yourself, curating the way that you want your life to be. So I would suggest that you go on Pinterest even on Instagram, look things up on YouTube that are sort of in those veins of what you want to be doing or how you want your life to go. Maybe it's watching videos about different morning routines that people have and seeing what other people are doing to maybe spark some interest for you. Maybe it's about how you want to organize your house or set up your space or how you want your evening routine to go or whatever it is. You can find inspiration in all of these places. Now, am I saying that we need to have that whole like comparison thing or try to emulate what other people are doing in our life? No, I'm absolutely not. I'm saying these are places that you can go to just gather inspiration, to even give you a vision of how you want your specific, individual, unique, and beautiful life to look. Sometimes we get really stuck in the rut of how we are moving from day to day to day. Sometimes we've been in survival mode for too long, and we need to do a little bit of reimagining about what things can look like. And sometimes we can get those ideas from other people, even putting together a vision board for the types of feel that you want your year to have. Do you want to have it be very calm? You're probably going to have a lot of calming types of pictures on there. If you want it to be exciting and filled with adventure, then you're going to have those types of pictures on there. 
nightmare. It's just a way of framing how you want your year to feel. This was something that I picked up on years ago when I very first listened to Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. When she has the chapter where she talks about, now granted, this is before she was married and had children and all of that, and I sure hope it's changed and this isn't her reality and that like she has a little bit of real life too because none of us could actually have kids and make this happen. At least I don't think so. But when she was single, she would come home every day and she would take her wallet out of her purse and she would put it in this special little box that she stored in her bedroom and she like ran at her bath a certain kind of way and like she had a process for how she put together her evening to take care of herself and to take care of her things. And even though it was totally outlandish for me to think that I was going to get home every day and unload my purse and then pack it back up the next morning, that's not my reality. But there was something about the way she talked about curating her life that I found so inspiring. It was like, I want that kind of feel. I want to feel like the person who takes care of her life in a way that makes me feel like a grown-up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just want everything to kind of, like, have a place and be purposeful. And that's what I felt like when I was listening to her. And then that helped me make decisions about, well, it's not going to look exactly like her life, but what can I do in my life to curate my space, to make this feel intentional for me, to make my time feel intentional, to make it feel like I'm not just surviving. I'm not just getting from day to day to day. I'm living well anyway. I'm making the most of this time and these things and what I'm trying to do. And when you do a little bit of that, you know, thinking in that way about being a curator and creating a vision for your life, I think it helps those goals to create themselves in a bigger way. So I want you to write down all of your ideas. Write them whenever they come to you. Keep a note on your phone. Have a notebook filled with post-its. That's what I've been doing as I've been condensing down all of my goals. I've just been slapping post-it notes in this book every time I think of something. So then as I go through and I actually start to create more of a plan and a vision going forward. I've got all these pieces that I can pull together to work from. So it's a way of having a database sort of for the life that you want to lead and the sorts of goals that you want to undertake. Just start writing everything down. And then you can also have concentrated time where you think through these things. So think of every little teeny tiny area of your life and see if it aligns with what you want your life to look like, with the kind of person that you want to be moving into 2023. Where are you putting your energy? What are you prioritizing? Is what you're dreaming of even appropriate for your current season? This is also really important because like I mentioned with the Marie Kondo thing, she was doing those things when she did not have a family. And I have to be reasonable. I can dream for sure, but I also have to be reasonable about the goals that are actually going to work and happen in my real life and with the number of people that are cycling through my house on a daily basis and all of that kind of thing. If I set unrealistic expectations, then I'm just setting myself up for failure. But if I can think about it in terms of, well, what do I want my life to look like and what is realistic in my current season, and I can marry those two things together to find that happy medium, then I can create goals that are actually going to work and be realistic moving forward. And it's going to be totally different for all of us. So as an example, let's just run through an example here. If you are the kind of person that's like, I want my mornings to feel calm. Well, maybe as you gather together pictures and you watch videos and everything, you start putting down ideas like, well, I could light a candle in the mornings and that's going to give off a certain ambiance that feels calm. I could have my Echo Dot set to start playing calm music at a certain time every single morning. I want to get up before everyone else in my house. I want to have everything prepped the night before so that everything's just ready to go and we can move through our morning and it's beautiful and lovely. Now, this is not my story. Do I like to have everything prepped as much as possible the night before? Yes. Am I going to get up before everybody and light a candle and play some music? 
Probably not. That's not my life. But it might be yours. And so you have to figure out what you want your life to look like and then trace it back to the kinds of goals and the kind of ambiance you want to create in your life. Maybe you want your mornings to be exciting and you want to turn on music that's going to get everybody pumped up and you're really into like getting up and making a fun breakfast. You have to figure out what it looks like for you. What do you want your life and your family and your house and all of that to look like for you? And then retrace to create your goals from there. One of the things for me is I'm tired of getting to the end of each year and feeling like my business is a bust. And so I want to feel successful in 2023. So once I've defined what that feeling is, then I can look back and say, well, what creates that feeling for me? Well, it has to do with what kinds of content I'm creating and how many different streams of income I'm bringing in and where I need to get help to make these things a reality in my business. So once I have that feeling, I hope I'm doing a good job of explaining this, once I have the feeling of what I want to be or how I want my life to look, which is successful, then I can create goals that help me to achieve that feeling in my life. But I have to be the one to define what that means for me and my family. So as you start thinking about maybe two or three or four big overriding themes of how you want your year and your life to feel, you can start then distilling those down into more actual concrete goals. Okay, after this quick story worth ad, I'm going to come back and we are going to talk about what it means to really get in there and start doing that reverse engineering of how we want our life to feel to actually create the concrete goals that are going to get us there. Okay, ladies, if you're spending time with loved ones for the holidays, chances are you're going to hear a lot of stories, the ones you love to hear and the ones you've heard too many times. But have you ever wanted to help your loved ones document those timeless stories, both the ones that are annoying that probably later on in life you're going to want to hear again, and the ones that you've never even heard of from your family? Well, it can be challenging to write an entire book of life memories, but StoryWorth makes it fun and easy. This is how anyone can write a book about their life. Isn't that cool? Isn't that something that you would love to hear from your grandparents or your parents? Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a single life-related question that you pick from their collection, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? Or what's the farthest you've traveled? And all they have to do is reply with a story. Then after a year, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories, memories, and even photos into an exquisite hardcover book created as a valued keepsake. I thought this was so cool and such a good idea to do with my dad because I feel like he's always coming out with these stories that I'm like, what? How have I never heard of this before? And having these kinds of question prompts to ask him things that I wouldn't ordinarily think of on my own to ask him has sparked so many amazing stories that I get to hear from him now. And I also get to keep documented forever. I can share them with my kids and their kids and so on and so forth, and it's a true legacy piece that will get to get passed down through our family. Millions of stories have been told with StoryWorth because they make the process so simple. Get started with your loved one for the holidays, and before you know it, you'll both be cherishing those timeless stories for generations to come. Help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash livewell today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y W-O-R-T-H dot com slash live well to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash live well. Okay, so before the ad, we talked about having, you know, maybe three or four different big feelings that you want to have about your life for the year. Now we have to divide those things and conquer. We have to start taking these big feelings and breaking them into smaller pieces that are actually actionable, things that we can actually do to get to that overall feeling that we want to have. So with that in mind, I want to talk about the two different kinds of goals that I think there are. There are end goals and there are streak goals. So first, let's talk about what an end goal is. With an end goal, the goal is the what. 
It's the end prize. But the daily steps are the how. They're the pieces that get you there. And those steps actually matter far more than what the big prize is because without those steps, you can pretty much count that end prize lost already. You've got to actually have the action plan to get to that big end goal. But there's nothing wrong in and of itself with having a big end goal. It can actually be very helpful. It's that carrot you're dangling in front of yourself. But the plan is what will get you there. Without the plan, that goal is just a wish because it doesn't have any action steps. And the more specific your action steps are, the more likely you are to accomplish them and actually work towards that goal. So how do you do that? How do you create those smaller pieces? Well, change is built on habits and systems. You have to have a specific plan for how you will implement these new goals. If you don't make space and know what you're doing ahead of time and moreover why you're doing it, that what you want your life to feel like, why you want it to feel that way, then these goals probably won't stick and possibly won't even happen at all. So I highly encourage you to go through all of those areas and define those things. Why do I want to do this particular thing? Or why do I want to feel this particular way? And then what are my smaller pieces? Let's do an example here. Let's say your goal is to read a certain number of books for the year. That's the what. So for example's sake, let's say you want to read 24 books, but then you define how many books that means a month. So now is where we start breaking that bigger goal that I want to read 24 books in the year goal down into smaller pieces that you can actually take action on. So in order to read 24 books for the year, you need to keep a pace of reading two books per month. That's the smaller action piece. Then you can break that down even further and you can start really fleshing out these goals in a more tangible way. Are you going to read a new book every two weeks? Or are you going to read two different types of books, maybe a fiction and a nonfiction book at the same time all month long? Or maybe you're going to read one book and you're going to listen to another book. See, there's all kinds of different ways that you can configure your reading so you're making progress, but you have a better, more specific idea of how you're going to get it done. Then you define when you're going to do your reading. This is a really huge piece with goals or any new habit that you're wanting to take on. If you haven't figured out when you're actually going to make that habit happen, most likely you're not going to do it. So giving yourself some parameters, maybe before bed every night you're going to read, or you give yourself some rules, like you aren't allowed to get on Instagram without first reading for five minutes or reading two pages or whatever works for you. Maybe you're going to commit to reading in the car whenever you're waiting for your kids. Goodness knows, I feel like I'm constantly waiting for them at ballet, at school, at whatever. But if I have my Kindle with me, then I always have something that I can read instead of just hopping onto social media or checking my email. And then I actually feel like I'm being productive. But I allow myself that time to devote to that specific activity. Maybe another rule that you can implement in your life to make sure that you can do that is just committing to never leaving the house without your Kindle or keeping your Kindle in your car. I couldn't do that because I use it all over the place or keeping a book in your car. So you figure out what works for you. I have a purse that my Kindle fits in perfectly and I tend to remember to bring it with me. I always know that I want to have it with me and I know if I'm in dire straits, I have my Kindle app on my phone, but I know I can turn to read wherever I'm at because I have that accessibility. So figure out how to make the goal accessible to you and when you're going to do it. Then you might want to take your goal even further to get even more invested in following through on it. So you might want to do other things to make your goal achievable, which is the prep work. So to continue with our whole reading example, maybe you need to make sure that you have a library card or that it's up to date or that you have it signed into all of the different digital reading apps that the library has like Libby and Hoopla. Maybe you want to get a Kindle Unlimited subscription. So you have for just one price a month, a whole bunch of different books at your disposal. Or maybe you want to sign up for the Modern Mrs. Darcy daily Kindle deals email. You know, that's been pretty dangerous for me, but it might be just the right thing if you are wanting to kind of build your Kindle library and have things at your fingertips that you can read whenever you need to start a new book. That can be a great way to do it. Or maybe you want to sign up for an Audible subscription. There are also great book of the month clubs if you want hard copy books and they pick out the book for you based on your interests. Or even maybe you want 
want to start a book club or join a book club, that can be a great way to get on top of your reading, meet a reading goal every month because you actually have to go there and talk about it with people. You put these things into place so that you can be the most successful that you can be. Or maybe another thing that you want to do to be really invested in your reading life is to start listening to book podcasts and about people who are also reading and making book suggestions. So it just kind of gets you in that reading frame of mind. And you can even take it a step farther with your reading planning by maybe sitting down and making a list of the books that you want to read in 2023. That's something I like to do every year is kind of get out my to-be-read list, things that I have on my Kindle that I haven't yet read, see which ones I'm most interested in, see if there are new books coming out, or maybe there are movies coming out that I want to read the book before I go see the movie, and start kind of making that list of things that I could potentially want to read in the next year. And then by doing all of these things, defining what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, when you're going to do it, and setting yourself up for success by preparing for it, you've set yourself up to not only read those 24 books, but to fundamentally turn yourself into a reader. You've made reading a lifestyle. You're actually changing the kind of person you are and the labels you can put on yourself. You have created this entire landscape to make yourself into a reader for the next year, which is actually a much more powerful thing and will help drive you along the way if you're not just trying to reach this big end goal, but you're doing all of these things to change how you live your life as a reader. And this can be done with anything. Maybe you want to avoid eating out next year. So maybe you'll want to commit to cooking at home for the entire month of January. Well, what does that look like? You'll be more successful if you plan your meals. So maybe you're going to sign up for plan to eat. And then maybe you need to come up with some new recipes to be able to get through the whole month. So you follow Half-Baked Harvest and other people on Instagram who are making really delicious meals but that are also simple and you feel like you can take it on. Or maybe you start watching some cooking shows or buy a new cookbook. And then maybe you decide you want to prep some of your meals in advance for the freezer to make weeknight cooking easier. So you figure out how to do that and when you're going to do that. It's that whole same kind of process as we went through with the books and you can do it with anything. You can apply the same principles to organizing and cleaning your house or working on your business or even just a specific part of your business or learning a new hobby. It can really be any Thing, that you have this goal, but you wrap so much into it that you don't want to break it because you've really invested so much attention and research and planning and prep work that it helps you to take it on with a new vigor and a new why because it's a part of who you are. Okay, after we get back from this next ad with Caraway Home, we are going to talk about what streak goals look like. Ladies, I'm going to take just a minute to tell you about one of my favorite companies and favorite ways to be eliminating toxins in my home, and that is Caraway. You've heard me talk about them before, but I absolutely love my Caraway cookware. First of all, before I got my Caraway cookware, I didn't realize that food didn't just automatically stick to the pans. I had terrible pans all my adult life, and then I got these Caraway pans. And not only do they work really well, they're also beautiful. I love an aesthetic piece. I'm an Enneagram 3. I really like things to look the way that I want them to look. And my caraway pans are such a beautiful modern touch to my kitchen. I have the cream ones, but they also have so many other beautiful colors for whatever your aesthetic is. They are just so lovely. And then to top it all off, they're non-toxic. They're not going to have any of that junk in them that so many other pans these days have. Caraway products are made without any of the toxic materials like PFAS, PTFE, PFOA, or any of the other hard-to-pronounce chemicals. They're completely free of that. They feature a chemical-free ceramic coating, so food can be prepared with that peace of mind that none of those hard-to-pronounce compounds will leach into your healthy ingredients. We spend too much money on good food these days to just be ruined everything we buy with terrible toxic cookware. Plus, all sets come equipped with easy access storage solutions, so there's no stacking required, and gone are the days of misplacing your lids. And this only happens once a year, you guys. Caraway is having their cyber season event. You can save up to 20% on all Caraway products, including their internet-famous non-toxic cookware set, which I have and love. And for the first time ever, you can now save on Caraway's food storage, which is also gorgeous. 
their tea kettle, and their mini cookware. This exclusive deal won't last long, so make sure to shop your favorite colors and products while you still can. Visit carawayhome.com to take advantage of their cyber season event and score up to 20% off your next purchase of non-toxic kitchenware. This deal won't last long, so visit carawayhome.com to shop all their incredible products for up to 20% off this holiday season. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Okay, before the ad break, we talked about having big end goals and how you can do that and flesh that out and the different steps that you can take and what the whole purpose behind them is, which is to get to the big end goal of having read 24 books or whatever it is. Well, then there are streak goals. So that is what happens when the daily habit itself is the goal. And I think these kinds of goals are awesome because they shift your brain away from some big prize that you'll get someday to what you can actually do today and then again what you can do tomorrow. A streak knows that change will happen over time, but its focus isn't on the results so much as it is on the satisfaction of knowing that you are being consistent on the daily. It still has that same sort of principle of changing part of your identity. One day you weren't a person who did something and then the next couple of days you are and it changes the kind of person that you want to become. It helps you to just sort of immediately jump into starting to live that life that you envisioned and you dreamed about by having these little daily practices that you take on. So if we come back to the same idea of a reading goal but we look at it from a streak perspective, it completely changes. Now it's not so much about how many books you've read for the entire year but that you've read every single day. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my end of the year wrap up from Goodreads. It is a motivator for me. I like to see how much I've read and what kinds of things I've read and dive into all those metrics and statistics. But the much bigger goal for me has become to just make sure I'm reading every single day. I want to keep that streak alive. A great way to get started with the streak goal is to set a very low bar, in my opinion, when I decided that I wanted to start reading every single day and I wanted that little line on my Kindle to continue blue every single day, then I set it very low on how much I would actually have to read every day to count. And my Kindle helped with that because if I just like turn a couple of pages, then it says, oh, you've read. So Oh, I knew that I could read only two pages and it would still count. But I still had that same perspective shift as could have happened with an end goal. I still turned myself into a reader because I read every single day. Now, I think because my Kindle tracks it, that is also an extra motivator for me because I know that if I miss even one day, it will start completely over. And you know, a year and a half ago when I made the decision that I wanted to read every single day, I wanted to change the way my reading life felt like it was going, I really committed and I have only missed a total of two days in the past year and a half and both times that my streak started over were so aggravating (laughs) to me. It was on Oscar Sunday and then it happened once in the middle of the summer and I was so annoyed (laughs) but I have been able to really stay on top of that streak and make it a much bigger priority especially the longer that streak gets the less I want it to start over. And also, even though I didn't go into it having a big end goal in mind, I still have made a lot of reading progress in the last year. Even with only requiring that short amount of reading every day, I mean, sometimes I would read more, sometimes I would read less, but even just having that little bit required, it really adds up over time. And as of recording this podcast, I have read 22 books on my Kindle, and that is not including audiobooks I've listened to or hard copy books that I've read. That's just been all from those little snippets that I have done over the course of the last year. And that feels amazing. I've had one of my best reading years than I have in years and years before just because I chipped away a little bit at it every single day. And you could still do all of that same sort of preparation that you did for an end goal. You could, you know, hype yourself up by making your reading list and listening to reading podcasts and doing all of that work as well. Or you can also just 
dive in. If you don't have the energy to do all of that, but you want to know that you're making yourself into a reader every single day, just pick up a book and start reading a little bit every day. And this can be applied to anything. It can be applied to working out. Maybe you just commit to doing, you know, two push-ups a day. My son, when he was 11 years old, Roman, he started doing 10 push-ups every single night. And it transformed his body. I have mentioned this before. If I just would have started doing it with him five years ago, what could my body look like if I had just done it? But he really established fitness habits for himself by doing that that have built over the years. And now at 16, he is jacked. I mean, he can lift more weight than anybody else in his fitness class at school. And I really believe it's because he started putting those pieces into place when he was 11 years old. He committed to just doing this very low body our goal of 10 push-ups a night. And it got him in that frame of mind of making fitness a priority, of making moving his body a priority, and it has had true results over all of this time. I also think it's important to note that a streak doesn't necessarily have to be daily. You could decide to have an every other day streak or a weekly streak. It's just something that you're trying to do consistently. Or maybe you're even like, I'm going to try to do it daily, but I'm going to give myself grace. And as long as I'm doing it, you know, 80% of the time, then I'm succeeding and I'm having the consistency that I am looking for. I think that is completely valid and just as valuable as far as getting those long-term results. Another thing that I think is really important with streaks is how you're going to keep track of what you've been doing. Now, this can be by using something like an app or writing it down in a journal or using something that automatically tracks certain streaks for you, like my Kindle does for me, or certain workout apps, like I know the Asana Rebel app allows you to create certain streaks in there. There are ways that you can have those streaks tracked for you automatically, but you can also do things like creating signposts for yourself to be able to see progress over time. So something with my son is he can go back and look at pictures from when he was 11 and he just started doing push-ups to six months later what he looked like and how many more push-ups he was able to do by then. And then, you know, now years later, we can look at all of these pictures of him over the course of time that show how being consistent really changed the way his body looked. You can do that same sort of thing with any sort of daily goal or weekly goal that you are tracking by looking at, oh, look at how much I've accomplished or how many minutes I've read or how many books I've read or how much more weight I can lift in the gym or, you know, whatever it is, you can create those kinds of metrics to be able to go back and see that progress over time. And I think that is a really big motivator and it's also a really good accountability tool for you being able to see that there's purpose to what you're doing. You're not just doing it for nothing, you're doing it because it is actually making a difference in your life cumulatively over time. Another great way to start doing this in kind of a built-in way is by starting a program or a challenge that lays out what you need to do each day. It's a great way to jumpstart a streak, such as a 30-day journaling challenge or a knitting challenge or baking challenge or whatever it is you want to do, you can probably find a challenge out there for it. But the keeping track and staying on top of it in sort of a daily or a weekly way is the thing that motivates you in and of itself for having a streak goal. But also a lot of it depends on your personality. If you typically are competitive, for me, I know I am, and creating a streak is a really good way for me to compete with myself. I'm not competing with anybody else. I'm just competing with myself to try to meet a certain goal of doing this thing every day, and it's really satisfying for me. So those are kind of some of my high-level thoughts about creating your goals for 2023. I hope you found them helpful. If you ever have any questions about anything, thing that I've said. I am an open book. I would love to be able to chat with you about it. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa. Slide into my DMs. Ask me whatever questions that you have. I'm also going to continue to be putting out planning content here and over on YouTube and all of the places. And of course, you can come and join our Live Well Anyway Facebook group, as I mentioned at the top of the show, to also get kind of like customized advice and for us all to be doing it together. But before we wrap up the show, I also wanted to recommend some other 
resources that you might find helpful. So some past podcast episodes where we have talked about planning. Last year on episode 60, we talked about getting a head start on our New Year's planning. So you can check that out. Also, episode 70 was about handling your cycle like a grown woman, which I also think is a whole nother component to planning out our year and our goals that you can definitely take into account. And we go into a little bit of that planning based on what your brain is doing during every different week of your cycle. So if you want to check out that episode, you can go find episode 70. And then also in episode 98, we talk about how to do your best brain dump ever. And so if you want to get some inspiration and ideas for how to get all of the things that are rolling around in your head down on paper so that you can do a better job of figuring out your goals and deciding what you want them to be for 2023, then I think that is a great place to start because it helps you to distill down all that information that's in your head, break it down into reasonable pieces that you can actually work with. And then I also have some book recommendations. These are the three books that I go back to year after year after year. I love listening to them right around this time of year, almost every single year. And those are Atomic Habits by James Clear, The Lazy Genius Way by Kendra Adachi, and you can actually hear her on Live Well Anyway talking about The Lazy Genius Way in episode 56, and also The Feel Good Effect with Robin Conley Downs. I had her on episode 14 way back in the beginning of Live Well Anyway. That is a terrific book. She really talks about that 80-20 principle and putting those things into effect sort of on a daily basis. It's really, really good. So all three of those books are great if you're trying to get some inspiration for establishing new habits in your life in the new year. Okay, well, I think that's it for this episode. Like I said, I hope you found it helpful, maybe helped you to think about going about your goals in a little bit different way than you have in the past, maybe thinking of some new ideas for new goals that you might want to take on by getting that inspiration and looking in places that you might not always be looking. So if you have any questions or any comments or ideas for other shows that you would like to have coming in 2023, I am currently deep in the trenches of getting everything planned out for the new year. And I would love to have your guys' say on the kinds of content that you would like to see both here and on YouTube. So if you have any ideas for me, please don't hesitate to pop them into the Facebook group to send me a message on Instagram. I would really, really love your ideas so that this content best serves you guys and meets you where you're at. So let me know. Don't be shy. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa on Instagram. And again, you can find that Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash live well anyway. And of course, we'll have links to all of that stuff in today's show notes, which you can read by just swiping up in whatever app you are listening to the podcast on or going to MackenzieCoppa.com and clicking on podcasts. All right. Thank you guys for hanging in here with me. Thank you to all of you who have been using my affiliate links this Christmas season. It's making a big difference for helping us along. It's been a pretty rough fall over here for our family. And so all of the support that you guys have been offering by shopping through those links has been incredibly helpful. So thank you so much. And until next week, go be bold and gracious. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.